Welcome to the Max and Lou show, y'all. That was, um... Dun, 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 dun. What, what was the name of that song? Green Sleeves. Green Sleeves. Let's put this guitar away. And we can't get sued because that song's hundreds and hundreds of years old. But, uh... Do you know that? No. <laughs> Not at all. Please don't sue us. <laughs> if your ancestor <laughs> made this song. I believe it's hundreds of years old. What is it called? Green sleeves. Green sleeves. It's from like the 1500s. We're going to tell you guys right now. <laughs> 2012. Yeah, okay. <laughs> this is going to be oh, a yeah. very music. 1533 to 1536. Ooh, it's no debatable. Really knows. Yeah. Damn, some motherfucker was roaming around the English hillsides those three years just... Ooh, probably had one, a, he probably had a fluter following him too. So the one, the, the way we know it was 1580, and he said that it's a song that he knows because it got lost and all of this. Like, yo, that's crazy! Imagine the story of some songs like that. Dude, you think How they got passed it? down through history and they, they can be lost. A song could yeah. be lost. What oh, are you reading right most? now? What do you mean he said it was lost? The dude just said he he, he he it was a lost song. It was a. Uh, all right, let me read it. Imagine like uh, all right, so like imagine it's like the year fifteen eighty, and you like uncover like some dude's grave, and he's got like, and he's from like the the fifteen thirties, and he's got this sheet music in his grave, and then you pick up your <laughs> instrument and you play Green Sleeves. I mean, I'm almost positive things <laughs> like that have happened. Where they go into like ancient tombs or something and they can actually, they, they found musical notes and they can know music that was played at that time. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I've heard of stuff like this before. Uh, okay, so they said that the song was composed anonymously in 1580 and the song had been a magnet for fanciful claims. And the article exclaims... <laughs> just just claims. No, it ex examines the claims. There we go. That Henry VIII wrote it for Anne Boleyn that Lady Greensleeves was a loose woman or a prostitute and the song had Irish origins. So, But, but saying he wrote it, but how is it composed anonymously? Well, they're, they're examining the claims. Okay. What happened in 1580 with it? Uh, it was composed anonymously. So what happened in 1530? Um, let me find that. That's strange. So some guy wrote it about a whore, is what they're saying. Yep. Essentially, an Irish whore. Yeah. Sounds Irish? <laughs> I said England. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're thinking about... Uh, oh, no, we have Spong. Irish followers. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I got to hear green sleeves, though. Yeah, if you guys don't know, that is uh, the very, you know, famous very old, old Irish song yeah. from the 1500s. This That's is, what that was. By the way, I'm reading all of this. Because I'm sure people don't know what Greensleeves is, actually. I don't I even mean, know where I, I first know. heard it. Yeah, I, it's weird that you kind of... Is, is it from, like, an Assassin's Creed game? No, I don't know. I, I know 
Alec has played it for me on the guitar before. Okay. But, like, I knew it before he showed it to me. Like, I'm pretty sure I heard him playing it on the guitar, and I was probably the only other person who was like, is that fucking green sleeves? And he's like, yeah. So then I would just ask him from time to time, play green sleeves. Do you know, um... And he probably plays it in a completely different way than I do, which sounds much better. It has words. And he probably knows more, more of the, oh, I'm sure it does. What are they? I'll sing them. Green sleeves was all my joy. Let me see it. Green sleeves was my delight. I'll green sleeves it. was my heart of gold. And who but Lady Green Sleeves? <laughs> Alas, my lao, ye do me wrong to cast me off discourteously. You're not singing it. Well, Should I, I play it and you sing it? I'll try. Let's do that. All right, this is happening. Right now, the guitar's back out. Are you ready? I don't know which one to start on. Do I do this or this? Yeah, start at the top. Fuck it. We'll try right, the whole thing. Sure. Try the whole thing. It is a new courtly sonnet of the Lady Greensleeves. Wait, is this, what am I looking at real quick, though? Is what? this like supposed to be a, an, a picture that was printed in the 1500s? It was printed in 1878 from a reprint oh. of A Handful of Pleasant Delights, 1584. Whoa! Shakespearean times. All right. Green sleeves was not but all of my joy. Green sleeves was but my delight. Green sleeves was my heart of gold. And who but Lady Green Sleeves? Alright, it's good stop. Dude, that was fucking <laughs> awesome! Holy shit, we just made a banger! I mean, it was made in 1584, but I hear Well, you. we just covered one of the sickest songs of all time. We just covered a 500-year-old song is what we did. We did. We just covered a 500-year-old song. Nobody's got it like Max and Lou's got it. <laughs> Episode 26. <laughs> Guys, well, like I said, that was Green Sleeves, Green a sleeves. really old song, and I kind of like threw it in there before, but this episode, I think, is going to be a little bit musically inclined. Yeah, yeah. You wanted to bring up some of those bands that you said that you discovered earlier, and you had me listen to some of the music. Yeah. So yeah, me and Louis. Uh, so wherever you want to, wherever you want to go in at, we, we I mean, can go we might as well just jump right episode into twenty six. Yeah. If we're if we're sticking to the music right away. Um. um me and you, would I say that we have the same... You have an invention? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, Not we... to sound like we're unprepared or anything. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, honestly, if you come up with one, you gotta let me know in advance, because I always end up just looking. Um, yeah, we both probably have the same favorite brand. Would that be correct? The thing is, I don't believe in favorites, so if I had to pick a favorite, it would probably be that band. Okay. So... The band name, I feel like, is so not approachable for a lot of people. Because the band's name is called Infected Mushroom. And that just, it throws off, like, a lot of, like, it, it it's like, okay, I know what this band's probably about. Right? <laughs> but, again, 
like I brought up earlier, most people might not even realize or understand that the two composers of this group are both classically trained musicians. So um, they do make some pretty intense music. It's not like, like their name does, you know, kind of give away a little bit about how that, uh, intense their music can be. Yeah, it's yeah. very, like, I think it does, it, it can come off immediately. Like, it's not a mainstream name because it's not mainstream music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's trance music, and trance music is all about, you know, um, putting you in a trance. You know, whether it's trance or side trance, and that's their specific There's genre, side, side trance. trance. Right? Yeah. And side trance is just known for lots of, like, a whipping bass, you know? And, um... That stuff is that stuff is called trance for a reason though because it gets to to your to your psyche you know you're out there at a trance concert, and those songs are ten minutes long too because they're supposed to put you in a trance. I've heard a lot of people actually tell me that they like listening to trance music when they drive. Makes sense, hundred percent. Like if you listen to techno because it's just you know you're driving let's say for thirty minutes instead of hearing you know like fifty songs in that time you're listening to. Like three. Yeah, going on a little adventure, you know? That's a, that's, what's, that's what it's always like with a trance song, is going on a little adventure, because let me tell you, there's, it's, it's crazy, because it's, like it's almost like there's like four songs in one song, but it's yeah. all one song. Yeah. Like, you'll, the song will start with a certain uh, sound and structure, and then just get completely out of whack, you're like... You know, how is this even the same song anymore? And then somehow, most cases, they bring it right back to where they started. Yeah, and it's like, like, I forgot that this was even, you know, a 10-minute long song. And it can surprise you. Because, like, when you hear trance, you're thinking probably, like, very psychedelic techno sounds, which they do have. But they, would you agree they have to have over 100 songs by now, right? Because I feel like back in... Uh, Legend of Black Shawarma days or Army of Mushrooms days, that was already around 80 or so songs. And they've already had like three albums since then, a ton of singles, a ton of, uh, you know, collabed albums. So it's crazy that they have over 100 songs and they all can sound so different. Yeah, I could be wrong. I don't want to give a year. So I'm just going to say that I know that they've been on the scene since the early 1990s, though. So that's like 30 years now. So they have to have... Studio albums, 12, 30 singles. So, 30 singles plus 12 albums. They probably have at least, like, 10 songs on each album. I don't know if that's correct or not. They have three EPs. So, yeah, I think each album probably has at least, like, 10 songs on it. So, they, I just said that. Yeah, they got to have over 100 songs. But they're actually from Israel, Infected Mushroom. Just giving them a big shout-out because Max and I have been listening to them for 10 years now. Since we were 16 years old. Yeah. I mean, we just turned 26, so you basically, like, I think it'll be this September will be the exact, like, anniversary of us being in the pipeline with Eric and Gasper. And then and we're the like, what, machine, what the hell right? is this? And, yeah, they're like, it's Infected Mushroom. And we're like, what? And then they're like, yeah, this song's called Frog Machine. And we're like, okay, and it's just a bunch of frogs. Yeah, That, that, that song is just frogs. Frog just sounds. noises that sound like frogs. They're, they're probably yeah, not even yeah, frogs. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, but... Yeah, it, it it's like, okay, I've never heard a song just sound so <laughs> weird and catchy and like... It, it makes sense. Yeah. That's the best thing. Like, it, 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 it's like you just said, it sounds that sound like frogs, but the song just makes sense. Like, it sounds please, pleasing. Yeah. 
in which you would imagine how would that sound pleasing, but they, they pull it off. So, uh, just... Musical to, geniuses. Yeah. To get into it, uh, I just, we wanted, I personally wanted to test Louis's knowledge a little bit. Oh, yeah, so we're, we're you know, we're segueing right along here. Uh, like I said, they have over a hundred songs, but I can almost guarantee that... I grabbed some I, random songs. I want to throw something out there, though, too, about this band specifically, because I believe that maybe not for everybody, but they have an album, and if not an album, maybe a song for everybody, yeah. because they go through many different genres um, throughout their, I guess you would call it career, yeah. the good word to use. Um, you know, each album, they started to get a little bit different and go with different different kinds of sounds, and their genre kind of changed, but over the last couple of years, their last two or three albums have been very heavy in the trance music again, so just I just want people to know that, yeah. and if they, if they decide that they want to go into looking into Infected Mushroom, keep that in mind. A lot of their newer albums, amazing stuff, but it's very heavy and very trancey stuff. Like, just it's, for example, I don't even know how we're into it. It's so weird, because like... Yeah. I'm I'm able to criticize this music in such a way, and I love it so much, but it's like, it's such weird music, dude. Fucking trance music, it's crazy. <laughs> and it just keeps getting more and more crazy and intense and in-depth. But Yeah, they have, let's say, okay, they have rock, for sure. They have a heavy amount of songs that incorporate some very nice guitar, heavy and guitar. drums. Uh, drums as well. They have uh, acoustic Oh, yeah. Pretty often. Lots of acoustic. Uh, then they have just weird instruments that you probably, you know, I don't know, they have to have, like, didgeridoos. Yeah, and because like, <laughs> and the thing is, these guys, they do have a lead guitarist for, um, you know, some of the songs they play, but they, they're electrical composers, so they use synthesizers. Yeah. So they do have a, a wide variety of instruments that are played on the synth, aside from the probably, like, just countless numbers of sounds that they have customized themselves, you know? Not to mention their program, because they created their own music program, because what they do with their music is most of their sounds really come out of their mouths, and they just distort it a lot so it sounds like anything. Yeah, really. Uh, and it works really well, because it's like, you'll never hear this sound again. This is not an instrument, it's... it's it's just a very interesting It's a sound. word. It really is what it Usually. is. It's like a half of a word or something. You know, it's just like Dev humming. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to get this started. Uh, because we are telling you guys how much we love Infected Mushroom, and um, we've been listening to them for so long, there is still a very, very wide variety of songs that we don't know well or know at all. So Max is going to try and give me a little infected mushroom trivia here today i'm just gonna play the first i don't know maybe five seconds depending on the song it might have to go a little more because some of them don't start like immediately they'll just hear like just some weird Ooh, shit i'm so curious i can see like your laptop screen and your glasses i don't even want to look at oh, you no <laughs> I don't do you have a small hint you. from that no but i don't even want to look at you oh, all right that, that, that's mean i don't even want to look you, at you but i can't see anything in them okay so we're gonna start I'm taking them off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. This right. is the first song.
Oh, I'm getting him. Fading away again. I'm fading away again. You know how it goes. It's the bonus track. I know it's bonus track. It's swingish. No. It's not? No. Damn, I failed what the first if I, one What already. if I tell you the album? I know the album. What is it? Army of Mushrooms. Yeah. I know okay. that. I know that's why I knew the lyrics, too. Ooh. I failed. It is Serve My Thirst. Serve My Thirst, yeah. All right. Uh, damn. Next one. There was a lot of lyrics on that album. Very pleasant though. Yes. Alright. That album is so genius. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's my favorite album. With all the rock that I've been listening to lately, like as of yesterday, I was like, I need to start listening to some infected mushroom again for real. <laughs> Man, uh, Blue Swan Five, not even kidding. It's it's like the perfect song to just put on. I love it so much. At any time. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Alright. If you're is... driving, if you're having sex, if you're at work, Blue Swan Five. Actually, kind of, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so one for one right now. Yeah. You want to like keep a tally mark or something? Yeah, sure. So we don't have to think so much about it. <laughs> All right. Next song. This one was meant to trick you. Bastard. I can't even think of the album it's on. That's the hint. No album, I don't think. I don't think. Or it was a single, and then it got put on an album, maybe. If this is the one that's meant to trick me, let me hear it. Because I know, I know there's lyrics. Right here, he says something. That's the name of the song. What no. is it? Is it Trans Party? It is Trans Party. Yeah. And that's off of um, Return to the Sauce. Oh, no. uh, okay. I think, yeah, yeah that's, I a, think that's it on is. one of the albums. I didn't find it with an album next to it, so I was like, is this from an album? Does it have that picture of them? Oh, the I, Wizards? I just got rid of it. Oh, no, okay. it didn't. It had, like, Trans the, the, the Infected Mushroom symbol just growing out of the ground. Oh, that might have been off their one of their EPs they released recently. I know that's a newer song, as of like the last four or five years. All right, so uh, so that's. One. Do we count that? I didn't get that uh, one. You didn't. I you, mean, I guess I I did, but it. It said it. So all right, so yeah. you're two for two now. It's funny because I knew he was gonna say something. <laughs> I didn't know it was gonna be the name, <laughs> but when he said the name, I was like, "That's the name." All right, number five. 
Uh, you can't get me one of these ones, uh, man. man. I, 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 I tried to grab the most obscure from the album. Brandon likes that song. Oh, uh, okay. Change of formality. Change the formality. People kill people for reasons. <laughs> you make mistakes. You don't regret. All right. Make a conclusion. Dun, 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 dun. This is your song, bro. Damn it. No, I was like, you get. <laughs> this is my favorite song for a while. I'm like, I don't you know if you You are the messenger, man. Oh, shit. We know that. I forgot about that. All right. Next. Ooh. You fuck. I don't know how This is how you get me. This is how, this is how you're going to get me. Fuck, I don't know the exact name of it, but I know it. Uh, that was a it's thing. Called, it's called Party in the IMD. Or it's called IMD. Close. No line in M-I-D-I. M-I-D-I. Dude, I knew that's what it was. I knew it was that song. I knew it was that song. But it's song. remembering the name of it, yeah. Yeah. Th that was the thing. I was like, if I grab a new one yeah. that we didn't talk about like earlier. Because I'm still learning the sounds to those <laughs> ones and putting the name to them. All right. Mm. There's so many sounds in those songs, especially the new ones. That's what I was saying earlier is that these new songs are really great, but if you're not into side trance and all these crazy sounds, like, it's wild, though, you know? They, like, like, a this, lot of people would be like, these all sound the same. And there's that's this is the big thing is the fact that you're getting most of these when there are over a hundred songs and all you're hearing is like, boom, 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 <laughs> yeah, right. boom. Like, It's the tone it's in. All right, here's the next one. I shine ah, so fast to make you smile. Yeah, you knew right away. <laughs> all right. Uh, I mean, you're probably gonna. Did get you this like one. look at a list of all their music, or were you just thinking of songs? I'm like, I, I'm like, I gotta jump through some different albums. I gotta maybe grab a single or two. All right. This song is really good. I got some like really good vibes from this song as of like recent, like in the last year. I've started listening to this song again and I was like, yo, this song is the shit. Towards the end. I don't know if it's that one or the other one. I think Kaipod? No, it might be Kaf Kaf. Kaf Kaf. That one's really good too, but that's Kazabubu. That is Kazabubu. I know that I know that intro intro way too well. I need to learn how to play that on the guitar. Play that again real quick. Did you get rid of it? Kind of sounds like it could, be, it could be guitar. I mean, it's definitely that's definitely not a guitar, but it could be played on the guitar. All right, we it's got like three two notes, more. four notes. <clears throat> Ooh, I almost slipped, but I know this one well because I could have made it. I harder. learned. I used to learn that intro. I did oh, learn okay. that intro before. I almost wanted to grab... Poquito Mas, whatever that it means. It is Poquito Mas. I, yeah, I learned that intro at one point. I'm going to throw on an extra one because I just want to know if you know this one. Because I wasn't going to put this. Do you know what it is? Yeah. What is it? That's going to happen. It's going to go... Doom. 
All right. But I don't <laughs> know what the name is yet. Oh. You don't know. I know, but I know this song. There, I didn't put it on because I thought it'd be too hard. Oh. I'm gonna fast forward. Nah, I don't know this one. Slowly. Oh, dude, that's why, bro. That is such a good song. That song gets so good. That is another one that has recent, like, last couple years, maybe even the last few months, I was like, this song is so fucking good. Last one. You know I know this song. You know I know this song, but I don't know. I can't think of the name of it. Oh, well, that was... The, fa the fact is, it doesn't sound like it's this song. It's so weird. I feel like I know this song. It's Muse Breaks. It's not. I, you wouldn't even guess the album. I want to make to shake to take. I want to feel it happen. <laughs> You're right. I forgot it had words. But I don't know it. I wish. This is my song. There you go. That's my song, dude. <laughs> There's another version of that that you need to hear, actually. Is it there on the screen? No. It might be lower. Man, it's got, um, type in I Wish Remix. Just right there, Infected Mushroom Remix. And it'll come up. Uh, uh, by, by no. No, 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 it's not that. Fuck. Um, that. This is really good. I guess you could just play the first couple seconds of it. And maybe if you want to skip to him singing, because it's, well, he'll sing here. Yeah. Slow it down. And I think someone else is singing. Dude, this this version got me. <laughs> a little mushroom hanging off the, the hook. There's a there's lips with a tongue licking a fish hook that has a very tiny Mario mushroom at the top of it. And there was just like a, a Spanish guitar in there. Yeah, it's nice. I like that it's slower. It's, uh, you gotta listen to that one, 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 uh, one of these times when I guess you're listening to music and we're not podcasting. So you, you missed two. He got eight. Ooh, 80% ain't bad. I, I threw one in the middle because you you said the name wrong at first, but then you got it right. So Yeah, if, I think if you did more, like if, if you had more time to do more research on all that. It would have been could, a little more obscure. I was you, thinking you about you, putting a Franks on there. Yeah, see, I don't even know what the beginning of that song sounds exactly. like. But I put on Franks right now because I bet I know the beginning of that song. That one comes on a lot for me. Really? Yeah, because I listened to that whole album. I'll okay. just put on the album, it's you know? It's such a good album. Yeah. That's why I want to listen to it. Yeah, see, I probably wouldn't have guessed that that was Franks. Herbert the Pervert, no right away. Oh, yeah. And I think there's another one, uh, Project 100. Those two, I, I could tell you oh, right I, off the I bat. I could not play Project 100 yeah. for you. That was that was your jam. Damn, dude, yeah, why do they have such good songs? Like, that, look, that's such a strong start. That's the start to a trance song. Exactly. Like you I, could hear, you could start hearing the electronic they were doing in there too. But yeah, just to kind of touch back on that, they have 
they have they have not many, but they even have rap songs. They have reggae songs. They have so uh, right. dubstep. They have they literally they have, have an gone... entire album of classical music. Yeah, they. I mean, they went with some mainstream people for a little while just to make some singles and stuff to get their name out there. You know, it's true. They they don't often the do, legalized uh, song covers legal 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 legalized. Oh, I, I always oh. forget about that, dude. There's songs that they don't have like. Where they have all their music. You gotta go f- dive deep into YouTube and like SoundCloud like that and shit for them. One. I forgot what the Dude, I've showed you the song before. Brandon showed it to me. It's one of their old unreleased songs. It's called yeah. 9%. Yeah, you played that for me not Dude, too long ago. I haven't heard that song in so long. That's the first thing I'm gonna listen to when, we, when we're finished with this podcast. <laughs> that song I would listen to like before my workouts and shit because it's just. Nine percent, dude. It's like, what does it mean? And they're just whipping it. And you they're know, just showing off it, their skills. That's the way I look at it. It's in that clear song. that every song, the name is very important to them. Because we just watched like a little video of uh, Duv Dev and, and a Rez and a Rez, and they were just like explaining the one song and how their program works, where they can make their voice sound like anything. And uh, yeah, he explained that the one song, Drum and Bassa, which we just. You know, we just know it as drum and bass, you know, but it's basa. But he said that in in Hebrew, yeah, in Hebrew, basa meant what was it? You forgot? I did. It was like an, I think it was uh, boo boo or something. I feel like he was like like troublesome. Basa was like uh, annoying or boring. I don't remember. I look. I try to look on uh, the internet. Just yeah. What does basa mean in Hebrew? <laughs> But because they know both languages, they're like, well, it's a play on words because it's a song about drum and bass, but the song is going to reflect what Basa is. Did it work? Nah. Basa in Hebrew? It says Hebrew slang, Basa. Basa is the rough equivalent. Oh, yeah, bummer. Bummer. That's, that, what yep, that's what he said. He said yeah. bummer. Yeah. So boss is like bummer. <laughs> but yeah. So uh, if you guys liked at all what you just heard, like even because trust me, we you know we played five second clips of them. But if you like techno at all and trancey stuff, and you like rock or bass, I or mean bass, bass too. Yeah. They have so much dubstep. So if that is your thing, honestly, exactly. They got the, that whole album was when like dubstep was coming around. We were into yeah. dubstep. They were like, well, we're dubstep's like... a thing now, so now we got to jump in this field. Yeah, and they killed it. Obviously, you are so fucked. That's like the thing. Uh, <laughs> banger. <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, our our music section. I hope you enjoyed Louis' guitar. I did. Well, I also want to bring up the those bands that you. That you talked about before. I mean, we don't have to talk much about them. Well, yeah. But let's at least plug them, you know. Yeah. So, you I'll know, I'll bring up. I'll bring up. Um, I'll go to my YouTube history to see what their the names of the song were and their name here. I, but it's just I more found, trans bands. Yeah, I found these bands because there are not a lot of people that have music that sound like Infected Mushroom, which is a good thing. But you know, so I want to find new music, which is kind of trancey but also weird. And like have weird noises, maybe some guitar in it, and it's hard to find techno and guitar done like very well. So, yeah, I found some bands, and they resemble very much the sound of Infected Mushroom in a way. Um, their style is kind of the same in the way where they've got um, just you know interesting sounds, but they 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 have their own style. 
So in a way, it's it's similar, but still very trancy, bassy, guitar-y stuff. So I guess is this the name of the band, The Maniac? Yeah, The Maniac. The underscore Maniac is their name. Which... Underscore because here this is a hyphen. Oh yeah, I think it's the hyphen. Yeah. The hyphen Maniac, ha- Hajimani Kuya. Yeah, I remember that one. That one was cool. We just listened to a couple of these before we started the show, just so you know I get a feel for these guys, and um, we could throw it in with the show. We talked about all this trance stuff. The other band was Spongle. Yeah, Spongle. 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 It's, it's so weird, right? Uh, we're probably pronouncing it wrong. Spongle. Spongle. It's spelled very Juggling weird. Juggling Molecules was one of the songs we listened to by them. Yeah, they're very trancy. Apparently, they're very big. Like, they're, they're possibly more popular than Infected Mushroom. So I was like, all right, that's good to know. At least they have a lot of music. They've been around for like a decade, if not longer. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. That, those songs that I just put on for So you that's before. why you were saying that you were really excited to go dive and see how many fucking good oh, yeah. songs they because actually have. That was six years ago, that song. And they, they're Damn. still making music. So. It's no; those weren't their most popular songs at all. I just the way I was ones. able to describe the music was like very like sham sham shamanic, shamanistic. I guess shamanistic. That's the word. You're so <laughs> grammar, shamanistic and like like ritual style. Like at least the songs we listened to. But at the yeah. same time, there was like killer guitar solos in those songs whether it was like a heavy guitar or like uh, you know an acoustic yeah that uh that demaniac song was so like tribal it felt like like within the background they're like ooh, just like like just like these people in the background just like uh, yeah. and uh, it seems like they're uh like i don't know i'm assuming from india it sounded very like they're like huh, which one like, did you look up what do you mean oh you didn't look up demaniac and see where they were from no, I did not. I'm gonna do that. You looked up Spangle though, right? Yeah, they're from from England. Surprisingly, so that that sounds right. Spangle kind of sounds like an English word, doesn't it? <laughs> I doubt it's a real word. They just made <laughs> some weird. It, it, for the music they're trying to make, it makes a lot of sense to just have a very strange looking word because it's very strange music, but. Yeah, everything sounded good. They have very good piano. Uh, the vocals, which which I have heard, was very nice. Oh, it is an underscore. Okay. For D Maniac. And I also have no idea how big they are. I just it's. They started in two thousand and one. Okay. Two thousand says they started in two thousand and one slash two as a duo, and now it's a single person doing it. Hmm. Um. Can't really find exactly where they're. They look like they're. Huh? I don't know. <laughs> I'm on SoundCloud now. I'm on SoundCloud now. I'm just trying to find some information about where this guy's from. And I can't. Alright, well. Oh. Portugal. Portugal? Really? Mel- so maybe melodotic, melodic, melodic, full on psytrance. I feel like the song was just themed around it then. It would make a lot of sense. What, Portugal? No, the, like the song was very like Indian, Indian because it sounded like um I don't know, it sounded very Indian. It did like 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 I can't say I know a lot of 
songs for, made in India, but I know how that music. Dude, this guy has so many songs too. Does he? Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, he's been around since two thousand and two. I didn't check him out much. I just, you know, was going like, I, I don't know. I went through like five or six bands, maybe more, and I just, every time I heard a song that sounded kind of similar to Infected Mushroom, I'm like, all right, let's keep tabs on these guys and. Maybe I'll listen to more of their stuff. How do you save the music? Do you just like save it to your watch later playlist on YouTube, or do you like write I, write it down on a I book make or a something? Folder. I make a. You can just make folders in YouTube. Oh. And you just oh yeah, add, like a playlist. Yeah, and you can just add the video to any playlist that you want. Oh okay, yeah. Man, so I have my playlist for like watch later. I have yeah, a I'm playlist. still having a hard time with like because like I only just started using YouTube a lot like as of lately and using the premium features, so like. You know, I, I download music now, so that way I can listen to it when I'm at work and shit like that. And what you have read? Yeah, well, my family has like a joint account. Oh, cool. So, um, you know, I only have like one playlist with like a little bit of electronic music on it, but my fucking phone is garbage and doesn't really have any storage on it. So there's really no point for me to even download music on yeah. it. Yeah. I used that that phone over there that's charging. Oh, it was charging. Yeah. Oh, I unplugged it. Did I? Yeah, you so you could you you wanted to use the other wall port. Oh, uh, I had to charge that damn iPad. Yeah, <laughs> I use that phone now just for everything else that I want to download off of YouTube because it's, it's smart. It's, it doesn't have any apps or anything yeah. on it, so all the the storage is free. Plus, like you're not using the battery of your normal phone when you want to listen to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear it's you. Good. And if I don't have service, doesn't matter. Hmm. So I think it is time for us to bring up a movie. Which we have brought up many times on this podcast. But first, we're bringing up our new invention. New invention. Caught you off guard, didn't I? Yeah, now I got um, <laughs> What's the invention, Max? So this week we have a thing very cleverly named. But... I'll look it up once you uh, shout it out. Okay, so it is called copy and paste so good luck finding it <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck copy and paste isn't anything new max well it's a product so copy and paste is a handheld scanner and printer so it's very weird but i can see all the practical uses for it where you pretty much it kind of almost looks like i don't even know like a rate like a like a buzzer but the end of it's kind of like, you know, relatively large. And that way you can kind of scan it. You, you kind of like go over a picture with this scanner and then you press another button and on any surface, on a piece of paper, on like, literally on anything, which is what's weird about it, you can just hit paste and then do the same thing. Just start scrolling down very slow and it will print that picture. What the fuck? Yeah, it's it's like it's a scanner it's a, how it's, is it how is it spelled just like copy and paste copy and then the and sign paste okay because i'm trying to find this on the internet look for it on kickstarter because it's not okay yeah it's not being that's uh, good. sold yet that's one of those johns huh yeah i had to i i, I needed to find something because like this is unique something like this has never existed and i don't know i can see the practical uses but you know, taking a picture isn't all too difficult or anything, but this is, it's cool because of the way that you can put the picture on anything, you know? Like, imagine, you could, I don't know how well it would work on, like, a shirt, but I don't know if you're making a party or something and you just need, like, pictures of certain people. 
Dude, I can't find this for the life of me. Oh, man. If I, uh, I mean, from the article, there might be a link that I could go to. Yeah, I mean, we can't we can't be talking about this new invention without a way for people to I found, find it. I found it immediately. How? <laughs> what did you type in? I typed in copy and paste scanner. I typed in copy and paste Kickstarter. Uh, all right, so copy and paste is a portable scanning and printing tool which lets you literally perform the said function. Wow. <laughs> you don't need your heavy printer or a photocopier. All you need is this handheld scanner so you can transfer the images and slash or text Where? from one source to another. And here, this is what it looks like. Hold well, I'll, 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 I'll get to it. Whoa, it looks like, um, it almost looks like a stud finder. It literally looks like a stud finder that would use yeah. to find studs in a wall. What the fuck? Or like, or like a buzzer. Or like something you'd shave your face with or your ass, you know? So I found it, but it's a different website. Here you go. Savage, how do you do that? <laughs> well, you got your phone really yellow. Yes, I do. Mine's it's yellow more, right it's, now and it's you can't dim. even tell. It's also very dim. Look, it's all the way at the bottom. Oh, you got a brand new phone though, I forgot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so We're I mean, not telling you guys what kind of phones we use. <laughs> <laughs> so there is not much said about it. You know, it gives you. But some it looks stuff. really cool, and it won saying, an award. So you're saying it's in like beginning um, production stages? Yes. Uh, I guess they must have shown it off at some type of convention, and it won the Red Dot Award. So I guess it's kind of getting the go to be able to make a product. So. Uh, probably see this in the near future. It seems very simple to do, very simple to use. I, it just seems I don't know. Depending on depending on the price that it'll be, uh, I just don't know the full practical uses of it. It's like, look at that. That's a cool looking picture. Scan. Now it's mine. Now I have it. Dude, it's so like weird. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> it is really. The second you started rolling that off your 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 tongue about how how it worked, I was like. That's really fucking weird. Like, yeah. I could take this map right here. Just scan this entire map. Yeah, and then put it on the wall. And then go walk over there and, like, on the paint on the wall. I yeah. could just put the map on the wall. Yeah. Like, <laughs> But then again, like, I could, like, do weird shit. Like, I could, like, go into a magazine and get, like, a, the, like a, somebody's face out of a magazine. <laughs> and then just go to, like, a, a bathroom stall and ransom, put it in. Ransom notes just got so much easier. <laughs> Jesus. So yeah, that's copy and paste. Currently not available for consumers, uh, but expect it in the future. I can't wait. I'm gonna do some weird shit with this thing. <laughs> You're gonna wake up with like, it's just some weird pictures on your walls. Just on my walls. <laughs> and you're gonna walk in your car, and you're gonna see like a fucking picture of your bopsha printed on your fucking dashboard. I'm curious how, <laughs> how it prints it like. How, how do you get it off? Let's say if we did that, you yeah. start pranking me, you know? Hmm. Well. We'll have to find out. Yeah, definitely one of the ones I'm going to be looking out for. All right, so I think it's about time. You want to talk about this movie? Yeah, talk about Sonic the Hedgehog. We've brought this movie up, I'd say at least two or three times on the show. At least three Definitely once, because we talked a lot about it, you know, about the trailer. Yeah, we talked about it the first time we saw it in our reactions of how ugly it was. We talked about how they eventually came to the decision of 
delaying the movie for quite a while so they can make Sonic look better. And realistically, I didn't really it didn't phase it didn't phase me the um with how how long they had to put it off for. I, I not at all. I mean, if the movie would have came out when they released it, or if it would have came out again, I didn't even know it was out. That was the thing. I didn't even know it was out, so like it didn't really phase me. Yeah, it came out. I think in February, right before all this happened. But I could honestly say, if they didn't change the way that he looked, I probably would not have watched it. I probably just would not have been able to pay attention to the movie at all, because it's I very unsightly. I still think about it sometimes, and just that's enough, you know. It's like honest, honestly, it's like horrifying to think about. But his fingers, man. During the movie, I pulled up the picture so we could kind of see like the side by side. And it was just like, what the fuck? What? His eyeballs, dude, were so weird. Yeah. I'm going to pull up a picture now so we can look at it. Yeah, it was like really tiny. Like his eyes, I actually don't even remember if in the movie his eyes are connected. Because you know how like his eyes are like connected in the game? Yeah. I, I'm not even sure. I never really paid attention to that. But uh, clearly it was natural enough that it didn't bother me. But yeah, so, I don't know, his fingers... They his... did not have them connected in the movie, but they were very close. I mean, he has, it seems like, are they connected? It seems like he has white fur down at the very center. Okay. So it almost makes it seem like it's connected. All right. Alright. We're looking at some pictures on... on... Is it cool? Yeah, man. His eyes are huge. I'm on DuckDuckGo, not Google. <laughs> yeah, his eyes are so big in the game. They tried made, making them all tiny, <laughs> and then they gave him fingers. I'm sorry. The fingers was the big one. And the human-looking teeth. Yeah, like, it looks like he literally has fingernails in this picture. He does. Look at that. If that was the, if that was the scene they used, I would have been disgusted. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's they literally him to look because they wanted him to look real, and he does look. Re he looks like something that could exist in our world. The other one looks like a cartoon. Like look at his his belly was white too. Look at his belly. Like what the fuck? Uh, and like his no chin and his tiny ears. I'm sorry, it wasn't his he, and he just looks like a human. Have they ever reinvented? A cartoon character in such a hideous way before? I mean, probably not. I, I'm, I'm sure that there are plenty of examples where they did make him kind of gross. I don't know, like... Like, that, they almost ruined the franchise right there. Yeah. And see, that was good enough to... Not even good enough. It was great. That the, Their fix was great. Do you think that it's possible that, it like, the whole thing was a conspiracy? That, like... They put the trailer out just to make hype, you know? How, like, you know, any kind of PR is still good PR. So even though people are saying bad things about it, they're like, okay, now we're going to fix it. Now, now, you know, word of mouth went out. He doesn't look terrible in this picture. I mean, not awful, but his fingers or teeth aren't showing, so. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean... And his body, remember, like, there was the body shot of him, his bo just the way his yeah, body looked. Yeah, just... with this one. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> like, he looks like a fucking really out-of-shape 
mm-hmm. man in like a fucking jumpsuit that's like too baggy for him. <laughs> that's literally what his body looks like. Used to look like. But they now they they it's funny because like when they had to fix him, they probably didn't have to think about much, you know. They were like, fuck, all right, I guess we have to make him look like he's supposed to look, you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm very curious where that decision came from to try to... Look at this one. He's a human. He's a little boy that looks like an old man. Yeah, it, it really would not have been an appealing visually appealing thing to see so i without without spoiling much because again you know spoiler alert if you haven't seen this movie we're going to be giving a couple things away um i really did like the very end how they did og um like i don't know if sonic's 8-bit or 16-bit but they did like an 8-bit animation at the very end remember the credits oh the credits were more or less like the 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 whole synopsis of the movie yeah. but in like og video game sonic animation very cool looking that yeah. was really cool i liked that i appreciated that i can agree with that yeah dude this would have been ridiculous look they even had to like reshoot this scene or something i guess Look at him. He looks like a Dr. Seuss character. <laughs> <laughs> right? And then, like, you like it doesn't even look like Sonic the Hedgehog because then you look at the picture under it and you're like, oh, well, that's Sonic. Yeah, exactly. Like, just because he's blue and has spiky hair, they're like, well, I guess that makes him Sonic. Like, if... If... If you knew what Sonic the Hedgehog looked like and this movie was never even spoken about or you know, was never supposed to be invented, and you saw that, whether it was just a drawing or an actual computer-generated image, you would be like, wow, somebody did a really shitty job at trying to draw Sonic. Like, you you would know because you know what Sonic the Hedgehog is, and he's, because he's got a very distinct so image. Yeah, that it's, like, like a, it's like a second grader's sketch of right? Sonic. Like, that's what, and, like, I'm not a fucking artist, but I could even draw Sonic better than that. I feel like I, his head's not that hard. It's two ovals and then a third oval with spikes on the back of it and then some fucking dog ears on top. Like, it's, it's not that hard to draw Sonic. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll draw them right now on this page. If you want to say some things about the movie, um, what did you think of it? Did you um, did like did you did you actually enjoy it? Yeah, I mean, like the, the best way I'll put it is like I enjoyed it for a kids' movie, and I enjoyed it for uh, nostalgia purposes. You know, like like I, I was interested in where they were gonna go with it. I think it was a very fun movie. I've it was fun, you know. Yeah, just and there's obviously there's a lot of comedy in it. Some of the jokes don't really land that hard because it's a kids movie. There's a lot of just like simple humor, but like even some stuff is I don't know, like the Donut Lord, you know, like just, <laughs> yeah, it's it's that's cool. funny how he was just kind of observing everyone from afar, and it was also kind of sad how like he realized how alone alone he was, you know. Yeah, like, that he, baseball he, he, scene he t- was really cool. Yeah, that. It's weird. He almost like does this multiple personality type thing multiple times in the movie where he, because he's so fast like he'll stand somewhere and then go somewhere else and pretend to be someone else talking to himself because he doesn't have any friends. You know, he, he can't let anyone see him. But uh 
the baseball part was kind of cool. I really did like, uh, I don't even remember his name, Donald Lord. <laughs> Me neither. But, like, he becomes friends with the cop, and, uh, I don't know, their dynamic was kind of cool. I liked his story along with, uh, Sonic's. Jim Carrey killed it. Alright, this isn't the best drawing, but... That's not even bad, dude, just from, like... <laughs> I feel like I, I, I was going off of this picture here I'm looking at, but I should have probably gone off of a more mental image. I don't know. I know I've drawn Sonic pretty good in my heyday, but... Well, let me give it a shot. Um, <laughs> it... We should somehow, like... Shit, I don't know how we could, like, show these to the fans without video, you know what I mean? Which is why we have to make an Instagram. <laughs> I'm going to try and do that this week so that way you guys can get a load of our Sonic the Hedgehog sketches. Maybe you can vote on who you think is better. But that is that is something that we talked about that's important. We at least need an Instagram page. I don't like Facebook. And um, we don't need a Twitter page. Instagram is really all we need. But, no, nah, I thought the movie was really fun. Um, it was, like pretty childish but at the same time i feel like the movie didn't really slow down at all and it's kind of fitting that you know it's a sonic the hedgehog movie that, that's funny no that's a good point because the, yeah the whole time the movie was um very it, it kept you interested the whole time and i don't know if that was just because you know uh, like so, i'm a, sonic a lot of fan. kids a lot of kids movies are like that though yeah you gotta keep your attention exactly because like as being a fan of the franchise you know you would you would obviously be drawn, unless it was a shitty movie, unless the main character didn't even look like he was supposed to look. <laughs> Dude, that's. I'm just curious if I would have liked the movie if he looked like that. Because like I'm not, I'm not really like an asshole who'd be like, oh, I'm not gonna watch that because I think it looks bad. But I have a big feeling that if it was like that, it would just pull me out so much, so often. I'm trying to think of other examples. Well, yeah, because you'd be so focused on the fact that something doesn't look right. But yeah, how do you how do you feel about uh, Jim Carrey's performance? I thought he did really well. Um, he was fucking hilarious, honestly. Him had him and his henchmen had his hench his, him and his head henchmen had like this really yeah, this really weird type of relationship. He was just going an on. asshole. He was like, what did he say? He 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 did something, and he was like. Put yourself up against the wall, but like, it, like, he was such an entitled, smart prick that like he made his number one henchman choke himself and slam yeah. himself up against the wall just so he didn't have to pick up a finger and do it himself. <laughs> and the weird thing is, like, I'm not gonna say he has a right to be an asshole because like no one has the right to act like that at all. Because like every person he met, you know, he was like, I'm the best fucking person in this room right now. <laughs> and then fucking the donut lord guy punches him in the face. Oh, that was pretty good. He got so butthurt. <laughs> he was fucking. He was giving it to him royally though. He kept trying to get 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 them and get them back, and he just kept fucking. I don't even remember what it was really. Again, I feel like. I feel like it has to do with the fact that the that the movie was like I said it was uh I don't want to say fast paced but the whole time you know there was always something going on it was, the movie kept moving the whole time I feel like that's a big part of why I kind of have gaps in my memory about it but yeah, at the I mean, same time right, it was like, also a decently short movie I mean yeah hour and a half most likely you know kids movie but uh I don't know the whole trip the bar fight 
I very, I enjoyed that slow motion bar fight, you know, where like everything stopped and he's just walking around doing silly stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, See, I thought that was cool because they make it a very big, um, they make it, they make it a big point to show you how weak Sonic actually is. He's not strong. He has no muscles. Yep. So he's not strong. Like in the one scene, he goes to punch somebody and like he, the, the, like it's literally like a fucking plush toy hitting someone's face like the guy doesn't feel it whatsoever but because he's so fucking fast he can move faster than the speed of light is what they make it seem like like literally and literally in just like a split second he moves so fast that he can basically rearrange everything in entire room to make it so that all at once everything just kind of collapses and falls apart or gets fucked up and that's where his advantage is and that is Sonic's advantage, is his speed. But also with his speed, he can build immense momentum, which is, I think, what he starts doing at the end. Yeah, he starts doing his, like, homing attacks, which, you like, you were bringing it up at once, and I was like, oh, that's a good point. That, like, he hasn't done that, because the big thing that he does is, like, he, he spins in a ball real quick and then just, like, shoots at an enemy, and he wasn't doing that at all. I thought the whole the whole beginning part was cool, too, where they, like, Kind of, I never oh, looked into that. Yeah, the lore of of him being raised by the owl. I'm just gonna stop. And like, being in I'm, the in the what is it called? Emerald something. Uh, huh. Green something. Green Green's, Green Hill. Oh yeah, because he goes to Green Hills. Yeah. And, yeah. But that's where he's funny. from too. Is another like world called Green Hill. Yeah, that's his world, his home world, which is kind of cool. Damn, dude! I kind of killed che- the game. I kind of cheated though, because I looked at like. Like an animated picture of him, not you looked at the movie. Oh, you looked up a picture? Kind of. Not like the cartoon. I, I was looking at this guy. Dude, I like know that one. That's the one I know. That's uh, well, Sonic yeah. Heroes Sonic. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Overall, very good movie. What Sonic video games have you played? I'll be honest, I'm not a big Sonic fan as far as the games. I've played the original, but. I mean, it, neither, I, neither was I as far as the games really either. But uh, I liked... I, I liked, played the first one, and I think I beat it. I th- I'm almost positive I beat the first one. I can't even be sure I did. But I've, I've definitely fought Eggman many times. <laughs> um, but yeah, Sonic Heroes was like the big one, though, because it was like... In front of the GameCube, it was like the next generation of Sonic. I beat Sonic the Hedgehog, which was like... I think that's just what they called it. The first one. No. What did they call it? I'm going to look up a list of the one, games. The first one that came out on PS3. There's a PS3 Sonic game? I wonder There's what the newest Sonic you remember, game is. You remember, uh, what's it called? But the, I, the, the, the wolf, what is it called? The Wolf Within? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Or whatever? He's a beast. The Beast Within? No, it's just a beast. I know what you're talking about, though. I actually played the ones for the Dreamcast when I was, a, when I was like a child in New York. Because like, my cousin had them. So I played, and those were Sonic Adventure. Okay. And I know I played at least one or two of those. I think I played them both because in the beginning of the one game... Yeah, I played them both because in the beginning of the one game, you're running from a killer whale, is what you're doing. And most of those games were really cool because the levels were you just running through shit, 3D style, collecting rings. And sometimes the camera would pull away. Yeah, exactly. Like... So like like this, this killer whale thing that I'm talking about, you'd be running away from the camera All for right. that one. 
And then the second one was the one that the second one's Sean Chow. Right? Yeah, the one with the Chow. Escape from the city. Oh, that's the one where he's like going down. San yeah, Francisco. the beginning starts and like there's like this chick talking like on the radio or something. She's like, Sonic, you gotta go. And he like breaks off the fucking <laughs> helicopter and he's got like this metal fucking. And the cast sheet of metal. Sonic was just increased by like 50 characters. <laughs> yeah, right? With the bat. Like basically, Shadow's whole crew came in. I like Shadow though. Yeah, Shadow's cool, and I'm pretty sure he plays a big part in the actual, like, story. Alright, so we got... Ah, it was a 16-bit game. It says here, the first one was Sonic the Hedgehog, 16-bit, and that was in 91. Then there was a Sonic the Hedgehog 8-bit that also came out in 91. Now I'm curious. One was probably Japanese... No, they're both released in North America, Europe, and Japan. Does it say the console? That might matter. Uh, the details on this on the 16-bit, uh, 91 for the Mega Drive and Genesis. And then it came out in 2006 for Game Boy Advance, Wii Virtual Console. Wii Virtual Console. That's what the Wii's called? Wii Virtual Console? It's it's like PlayStation Store. Okay. You know. 2007, this exact one came out. And maybe this is the one that I have. I keep downloading it on my phone and then deleting it before I play it. But it's... 2007 released for iOS, Xbox Live Arcade. Oh, in 2013, they released it for Android and Nintendo 3DS. Jeez. Notes. Titled Sonic the Hedgehog Genesis on Game Boy Advance. All right, so then the 8-bit release years were 91 for Game Gear and Master System. 2008 for the Wii Virtual Console. So it must just be a different quality version. Yeah, the, the console couldn't run 16. That's fucking weird. All right. So then Sonic the Hedgehog 2 came out in 92. It's 8-bit and also a 16-bit. Wow, only one year later. That was a fucking hit. And then there's a Sonic CD. Sonic Chaos came out in 93. Sonic the Hedgehog 3 came out in 94. Sonic and Knuckles also came out in 94. Damn, this thing was on a roll. But again, and those were all so those were all known as great games, was, right? Or did like, did it start as a game? Yeah, because I know there was a really old television show. No, I'm I'm sure that the game was first. Sonic Triple Trouble came out in '94. Oh, and I'm sorry, these are all 2D platformers, by the way. Okay, these are all 2D platformers. It's giving me these first. Um, Knuckles <laughs> Ambush. Knuckles Chaotix, 1995. Sonic Blast. A lot of these have never yeah, I bet of. some of these are like pinball games, you know. Well, now we're moving into Game Boy Advance territory. A lot of Game Boy Advance ones came out. I am sure. And then the DS. They actually released a Sonic the Hedgehog 4 in 2010. And it's episode 1. They did episode 2, and that was it. So there actually is a Sonic the Hedgehog yeah, 4 that yeah. came out. I think I remember them talking episode about one, it. Two. I just wow. never cared <laughs> and that's a 2d platformer it is so they released they basically like went with their og roots and made a four like years yeah there's after. there's one i think called i don't know if it's sonic mania or something but it it's this clever one where it's like sonic going through dimensions and you can play as like 2d sonic and then there's the 3d sonic and like then there's like the the better looking sonic from like like the later isn't that sonic generations Sean had that. Oh, yeah. That it was the two different Sonics. Yeah. That was weird. All right. Um, so now we're in the 3D platformers. There's Sonic 3D Blast, Sonic Adventure, which was 98, 
Sonic Adventure 2, which was in 2001. So they were making all these games at the same time. That's so weird. The 2Ds and the 3Ds. Sonic Heroes came out in Japan in 2003. That was the one that I was talking about for the GameCube. You had all the different crews. You could play as like Sonic's crew or uh, uh, Shadow's crew or Amy's crew or the the Crocodile crew. Um, So then Shadow got his own game that I forgot about. That's crazy. I bet Sean, Sean, game. Sean, oh, Sean's going to be here soon. We should talk about this with he's him. He's probably here. That's probably why I'm Park. Yeah, that is why. Uh, but, but I know he's played so many of these, dude. Oh, especially I know, Shadow. I, Shadow's like his favorite. Wow. No, I bet Adventure 2 is his favorite. Shadow the Hedgehog came out in 2005. And then Sonic the Hedgehog. You're right. Sonic the Hedgehog came out in 2006. For Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. I beat that. Celebrate Sonic's 15th anniversary with the ability to play as Sonic the Hedgehog, Shadow the Hedgehog, and introduces the playable character, Silver. The- I forgot about Hell Silver. yeah. Oh, then the racers started coming out. All the racing Sonic games. That's in its own category on this page. Um, Sonic and the Secret Rings. I vaguely remember this one. Sonic Unleashed. That, uh, yeah, there we go. I, I think I played, like, a demo of it, and I was like, I'm good. <laughs> it's it's just, like a werewolf. It's just so, like... Sonic and the Black Knight. What the hell is that? That came out in 2009 for the Wii only. Oh, there we go. Sonic oh, Colors. You know what? I know what that is. Uh, Sonic Colors. I, I've heard that one. Sonic and the Black Knight. What the fuck, dude? See. He's got a, a glove with a sword. yeah. yeah. What did, they, what did they start it's, doing it's with this guy? It's all the Wii stuff, you know? They had to incorporate everything needed a Wii game. God damn it. And then because the Wii had those Wiimotes, yeah. you had to do something with them, right? That's like, what is it, Heavenly Sword? Is that the, Le- the Legend of Zelda game? Okay, I'm pretty sure I remember... What? What is it? Oh, whatever, go. I'm pretty sure I remember um, playing the demo for this one, though. Sonic and the Secret Rings. I remember playing the demo or something for that one. I don't think one. I played it, but I've seen that picture many, yeah. many a times. Well, that one was when, like, you know, we were we were kind of getting up that, past our time. Yo, look up the plot of that, because I'm curious. That might be what you're looking for, you know, with, like, like the like rings. The no, 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 like, if the rings oh, are the portals and all that. Because, like, that's the weird thing about the movie is what I they s- did with the rings. Because, like, the whole concept of the game is that you need rings on you. If you got hit, you drop all of your rings, and you have a set amount of time to pick up the ones that you can before, like, what, maybe like two seconds or three seconds, and they all disappear. In the movie, the rings are, you think of what you, where you want to go, and you throw a ring. And Magic. Then it, it, yeah, then it teleports you there, and that uses a ring, I'm assuming. Uh, I'm really curious where they're going to go with that movie, but we'll pick back up on that. So this is basically a spin-off of the Hedgehog series. It, it, it um, straight up says it. It is the first title in the franchise for the system, which I'm guessing is the Wii. I should check that. Probably Wii U. Yeah, it's the Wii. Oh, uh, let me see. It's it's the Secret Rings one. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I'm reading the. I mean, you want me to read the plot? Yeah. Um, and follows Sonic the Hedgehog's quest to stop an evil genie, named the Eraser Jin. In addition to basic platforming, gameplay of previous Sonic titles uses experience points and levels. Upon release, Secret Rings received average reviews. Oh, I don't want gameplay. I want plot. Sonic is the game's protagonist, and his sidekick throughout the game is 
Shara, genie of the ring. Their enemy is Eraser Jin, a genie who aspires to erase and the erase the entirety of the Arabian Nights book. Story. Yeah, we only know all that story. After reading the Arabian Nights, Sonic falls asleep, only to be woken by Shara. She explains Eraser. Yeah, I don't think this is the plot that we thought it was, but yeah, it's, it's like they were from... they were really sending Sonic on a lot of fucking wild adventures here. Um, so then Sonic Generations, though that came out in two thousand and eleven, Sonic Lost World two thousand thirteen, and Sonic Forces in two thousand seventeen. I know that one. That there, one was apparently good. A lot of these I don't know about, and I would love to buy one and get back into playing some of them. Oh shit! Sonic Forces looks like it's got everybody in it. What's this about? Uh, I think it's a fighting game. Probably not a fighting game, because I bet that would be in its own category, wouldn't it? I don't think so. Um, gameplay. Sonic Forces is an action-adventure platform game similar in gameplay and style to prior Sonic the Hedgehog games. Okay. Yeah, I forgot who, but someone... Player's goal is to defeat Dr. Eggman and his robot army. What? <laughs> the game features... <laughs> What? Because it's like, that's every game. I know. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, are you surprised? <laughs> the game features three playable characters, two variants of Sonic the Hedgehog, classic and modern, so they kept that, I guess. Hmm. The fact that you could play as modern or, or classic Sonic. Okay. The game features, oh, I just read that. It features three playable characters, classic, modern Sonic, and the Avatar, which is the player's custom character. Eh? Okay. You get to make, you get to make a, well, you get to make a hedgehog. Well, a custom character, it could be anything. Yo, what's this for? Each has unique abilities and attributes. Classic Sonic is restricted to side-scrolling gameplay, reminiscent of Sonic Genesis. What, what's the game called? Sonic Forces. Sonic Games. Well, I'm sorry, I lost my, my spot. Oh, it's on PS4. It's, it's, uh, it did not get great reviews. Really? No, never mind. Several themed levels. The plot. Dr. Eggman attacks a city. Oh, gee. Sonic sets out to stop him. What? <laughs> plot twist. Yo, you're, you're ruining the game. <laughs> All right. This... So it looks, like, it looks like they're just bringing everyone back for some dope-ass adventure, really. Oh, I think this, if you look at the cover here, this... This guy on the left must be a custom guy? character. Yeah, you see in the picture. Yeah, maybe maybe that's a uh, the custom guy, or it's the genie of the lamp guy. I don't know. No. They, they keep on making new characters. Shower, you mean? You think it's Shara? Shara. No, that's probably not. Let me see right here. No, I think this is a person. Yours? Maybe not. Create your own custom hero. You know what? Yeah, you're right. Almost definitely the Avatar. But yeah, good movie. <laughs> I'd recommend it. Uh, yeah, I mean, so like what we were saying, though, about how, um, you know, I think it's going good places because they're kind of, from what I could tell, Sonic has, has had a very loose lore over the years. So it seems like they're putting a twist on it with the whole ring thing and giving him an actual origin story. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, they're loosely following the story because wherever Sonic did come from, like, bottom line is he does wind up on Earth at some point. 
throughout his story, whether you're following him in the video games or following him in the cartoons, he did wind up on Earth at one point, and he did, at some way, somehow, run into Dr. Eggman, and they and became our And he did go to San Francisco. Yeah, exactly. Exactly! Oh, shit, you're right. So, um, it's kind of still following the story. Yeah, like... And we can, we can easily say that they set it up for a sequel. 100%. They, I don't even it, remember how it ended. They're building... They're building oh, I remember how it ended and, now. And, like, yeah, what's happening with Eggman... And, uh, you know... I'm talking like where Sonic ended up. Because I, I totally forgot what happened to him. But he got his own bedroom, remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah, it was adorable. He was like, he was like, he was like just getting out of whack, talking way too much. Mm-hmm. And they were like, it's time for you to go back to your cave. The, there are some adult humor jokes in there, too. Like, it is a kid's movie. It is a PG movie. But they, they constantly would kind of just, like... I don't know, give you a little bit of, like, naughty jokes, which was kind of weird. Like, uh, I don't even remember what, oh, wait, what was happening? I'm trying to remember. He thought that aliens were there, right? Because he, they thought, he yeah. thought he was an alien. He was like, he was like, oh, it's like, I, I don't want to get probed. And Sonic was like, it's like, I'm not even wearing pants. Yeah. And it's like, man, <laughs> dude, like, what's, <laughs> he says something about, like, someone's girlfriend or something, too. I don't remember that. It one, was weird. Yeah, it was yeah, a really, there's... it was a really weird reference. But uh, it's overall, I, I had fun with it. The I liked it. The oh. humor's good. The action was good. Yeah, the take lore take, was take good. sixty seconds. I want you to say how you feel. Well, pretty much that. The music was good. Like, oh, remember that? Like, kind of. Well, when like toward the end of the movie, they played like this kind of like modernized mix of Green Hill Zone. Like, it was all the way at the end, like, I, I'm trying to remember how... Did they? Yeah, and like, you noticed it. You said it right away. Um, I don't even remember. Oh, man, I'm trying to remember how it even goes. How does Green Hill go? And it was doing that, but, like... <laughs> but uh, the music was nice. Visually, thank God, it was nice. Uh, the acting was fine, honestly. I didn't have almost any problems with it. Uh, it's a kids' movie, so they had to overact for a lot of parts. But that's how it's how it goes for kids' movies. I don't know. Everything was really cool. The action we didn't even really bring up the action, but the action was pretty decent. And I feel like it's only gonna get better from here. Yeah, I'll give it a I'll give it a three point five out of five. Okay. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I've been a very big Sonic the Hedgehog fan since I was a kid. And I really don't know where it started, probably with, like, the TV show and the movies. It's so weird, because, like, I didn't watch the show ever. I don't think I've ever seen the show. I don't even remember what it was on. I think it was on, like, Disney Channel. Like Probably, like, on uh, the weekends in the morning. I, I would watch it. was it. called Kids WB or whatever. I don't even remember. I really don't. That's what the channel was, I think. But I don't remember what channel it was on. It would come on, like, on the weekends, and I'd watch it in the morning sometimes. Saturday like, cartoons, Sonic yeah. and Tails, you know. And that's why I know Sonic, and they reference it in the movie. Sonic likes chili dogs. And he has chili in the movie, and he's like, that's what chili tastes like? Or something like that. I didn't catch that. Yeah, they reference, chili, they reference Sonic's love for chili in the movie, but it was like he didn't know he loved chili yet. Which makes sense, because, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, Sonic loves chili dogs. 
<laughs> I've tried the chili dog before. I can't get down with chili dogs. You don't like them? Nah, dude, not even hot dogs. Hot dog on its own is like, ugh. Chili cheese. Maybe dog. some like maybe some like good homemade chili on like a real hot dog, like a like a sausage or a brat or something Fair. like that. You know? Yeah. The only time, not the only time, but uh, A and W. I would go to A and W and get. Chili cheese, and I would even get relish on it. Like I, I, like I found out that I like relish on hot dogs kind of recently. I was like, hey, all right. But cheese, cheese is important on a hot dog, I think. Do you want to move on to our final segment? Yeah, sure. As we um, approach the end of our show, let's uh take it. Huh? Let's take it to the <laughs> unit of language. Look into the words we use and the power they can hold. Join us in Unit of Language. Well, Max, what's our Unit of Language word today? Uh, today, the word is flow. Flow. Like, flow from progressive? You know, that was immediately the only thing I thought of. <laughs> well, we're talking flow like F-L-O-W. So... When we say the word, what that's how a very interesting word. See, but that's a, I need you to take this off. I'm curious. What what's on your mind when you hear flow? Flow from progressive. <laughs> Besides her. Just a vast variety of ways the word could be used, I guess. Wait, God, I need some I need some examples. Well, what do you think of when you hear the well, word I flow? I asked you first. <laughs> Well, the only thing I'm thinking is either the flow of a river or like go with the flow. Okay. Well, those are both more or less what I was thinking about. Like flow is something that you could use to just describe, I guess, movement or constant movement, even though when something flows, it doesn't always flow. Flow can stop. Flow is a weird word, but you know, you do have like the flow of water. But you also have like the the flow um, dance practice. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, and how like I do at raves do. and electric concerts. There's they call it flow. So it's when like you have um, a hula hoop or some poi balls or even just some glow sticks, and you're kind of dancing around, flowing to the music. They call that flow, and I like that. That's really cool. Um, I've never actually like done it to that extent before, but I mean, realistically, if you're just dancing around, you know, really like moving with the music and feeling the music, and you know, like it's, it's important that you um, note that you're moving with the music. If you're dancing out of rhythm with the music, you're not flowing, so like, even if you're just listening to rock and roll and, you know, every fucking time they switch that note up and you're fucking moving with it perfectly in rhythm, you're flow. You're flowing right there. I guess that makes sense, yeah. Because, like, you could say the same thing with, like, with, like, rapping. Like, when someone has a good flow, it means that it's very steady and consistent, like, you know, wordplay as opposed to movements. But, yeah, so, so you know, I'm realizing how many different ways that people use wow. the word flow. My favorite flow... Because if you think I'm done, I'm not. Is the flow state that many practitioners speak about 
in um, the athletic world, in the spiritual world with like meditation and uh, yogi practices, yoga practices. I don't know how you word that correctly. <laughs> but um, flow state is more or less a state of meditation that your mind kind of um, gets into where you there's really no better way to describe it than you know you're you're in the zone you know you're in the zone it can be described differently for different people and this is a state that um, widely varies from the experience you're gonna have when you're in a flow state but That's very interesting I'm reading like like what it is a lot yeah. of athletes um, will claim that when they're in a, when they're in an extreme flow state, and their sight their senses are um, very heightened, that time almost slows down for them, and that's the whole point of a flow state is that time kind of almost dissolves. And when you when you actually research and and learn things about you know the human brain and our biology and stuff like that, um, you know time, whether you like it or not, doesn't exist. Time is a human construct. The brain thinks in linear time, and I think I brought this up recently, but there's really only the now. There's only now. Everything is always changing now. Everything is always, nothing is ever stiff or static in the universe that we exist in, even though it might seem like that, you know, the sun sets and, and, and the sun rises and sets every day because the earth is constantly moving, even though it doesn't feel like it, when you, when you when you when you when you sit perfectly still like completely still you're still moving in some way or another you know your molecules everything everything is always how they say in flux everything is always moving everything is always in a constant state of change you were not the same person that you were biologically now than you were 5 minutes ago because your brain is constantly making changes making new connections just changing it's always changing so um again Time doesn't really exist in the universe. Um, there are certain laws in the universe that do make things deteriorate and have a finite span of existence. But, you know, you, you start getting into deep philosophical talk when you get into this area. But that's, that's like really where flow state stems from, you know, as philosophy and, you know, spirituality and... Um, you know, the, uh, the whole attunement of yourself with nature and your environment, really, your environment. Because like an athlete, if an athlete is so deep into a flow state where they can almost experience things as if they're going slower, or even other athletes that aren't the fighting can say that they can almost read the other fighter's mind before they make a move, you know what I mean? That kind of stuff all draws back to being extremely attuned to your environment. Yeah, like the definition I'm That's looking at. That's my favorite flow. Uh, it says that the flow state is a mental state in which a person performing an activity is fully immersed in a feeling of energized focus, full involvement, and slash or enjoyment in the process. Yeah, so like today, I was at work listening to some podcasts. We're painting. I went out for lunch, got back went to work at one o'clock before I knew it, it was almost four o'clock just because I was consumed in what was right in front of me, the now of what I was doing. You know, I was in the zone. Like I said, I was just totally immersed in, you know, painting. I wasn't really thinking, I didn't really have to think about what I was doing. 
It was just flowing. No, I hear that. Honestly, all the information that I was getting from the podcast was flowing right into my head while I was still able to, you know, um, dump out the information, if you would word it that way, of how to correctly and efficiently get my job done. There was really no thinking. I was just flowing. Yeah, I like the way that you brought it up with uh, like people in sports, because like the only, like when you brought that up, and if you listen to Joe Rogan, you'll hear. Oh, <coughs> oh no! Take a, take a sip of your drink. Don't vape and talk. <laughs> I'm sorry. Actually, I'm Rogan probably. talks about flow state a lot on his podcast. Um, but. I feel like I cut you off. You were mentioning something about the athletes, though. Yeah, so, because, like, when you were describing it to me about, like, what it is when you're in a flow state, like, I'm just, I was trying to think, like, when do I feel that way? Like, when I'm fully immersed I was going to ask something. you. Honestly, I'm not kidding. Like, it, it happens, like, a one in three times that I decide to speed run. Because speed running hmm. is very much like you kind of, you do zone out in a way because you know exactly what you're supposed to do for this set amount of time and you're supposed to do it flawlessly. And after you die a couple times, you just kind of get in the zen state, you're in it, and and then I beat it and I beat my record by like a lot. But I, I it's not, it's almost like I didn't try, but it's not, of course I did. I just did a fucking amazing. But I don't know, it's, it, it's like that. I'll tell you right now when you're in probably your most absolute flow state. Anytime you've ever full comboed something on Beat Saber or DDR, that is a flow state. Completely true. That's very fair. Yeah, because like it's in tune with like the movement of your body, looking at the notes as it's coming, thinking about how you're going to move your body and like all of it. And then, you know, you're not, and you're like, sometimes you're looking through the screen. You're not even really playing the game. You just, it's like, (laughs) it's like a, it's like, it's like flow dancing too. Beat Saber is a very perfect example for flow because, you know, you're moving with music. And it's funny because we brought up the whole breathing thing the other day when we were playing. And I thought how with, um, you know, the practicing of breathing and stuff like that, you would think it would help you. Well, yeah, and then then I said it's not the practicing the breathing; it's getting practicing so much that you stop thinking about it completely. While exactly, you're but if you see what I've noticed is when I do do my best and I'm not thinking about my breathing while I'm playing, I'm actually holding my breath. Yeah, it happens. So, what a lot of guys will preach is that holding your practicing holding your breath and practicing not blinking. You know, there's certain things that you can do. That will heighten your, you know, your state of being, and um, you know, make you able to focus more. So, if you can hold your breath, first of all, when you take a big breath and you take in all that oxygen, that's good for your body. You know, it's 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 what you need. Um, but I don't know. I just kind of like, without getting too deep into it, I had this revelation today where. And I vaguely brought it up when we were playing was that maybe the breathing practicing shouldn't be done while you're playing. It should be done beforehand. So I was listening to a podcast today about these guys who apparently they're called, I think, free divers. And they've learned how to hold their breath for up to like eight minutes. Yeah. And they just dive deeper than anybody normally does with, with you know, without that's crazy, the stuff pressure. like that. Yeah, that's, that's so wild. think about that. If you could learn how to hold your breath for eight minutes, you could literally play the entire Angel Voices song. In one breath. 
Well, I, I hear what you're saying, but you'd also, the movement is definitely a factor. No, of course, but you practice, you know, you practice. I, I, I did it. That's what I noticed when I was playing certain songs was that for a three minute long song, I maybe took two breaths. And I oh, feel like, I awful. feel like that's, an, no, I feel like, no, you see, you would think that's awful. You would think that's awful. You listen to this podcast that I listened to today and science proves otherwise. Uh-huh. So they, they, they gave a great example. And it all comes back to, you know, the way your body is actually designed to function um, at, its, at its best. And um, based off of the, the route that we've gone in evolution and science and stuff like that and the way we treat our bodies. First of all, you're not supposed to breathe through your mouth at all. That's very bad for you, yeah. breathing through your mouth. You're supposed to breathe through your nose, and a lot of people have a hard time with that. So then what they talked about was something about how even though you're supposed to breathe through your nose, breathing through your mouth, or not breathing through your mouth, but your mouth also plays a big part in breathing through your nose and your whole facial structure. So if you only breathe through your mouth, you're doing something to your actual muscular and bone structure of your face that's making more or less your existence less efficient. Because you, you're going to have a harder time breathing. When you breathe through your mouth, you're actually um, causing your septum to deviate, which is bad. And, you know, you're not, you're not, there's so much benefits to breathing through your nose with the filtration system of it and the dispersion of the oxygen and the way you're um, training your body, yeah, all this stuff. But one of the great examples that they used was that there was these, um, I'll use the bikers and the runners, but there was these, these you know, triathlon bikers that um, when they did studies of them, most of them are breathing like, <sighs> and that's almost like your instinct of, of how you're going to breathe once you start becoming fatigued. Yeah. But, you know, they started doing studies where these cyclers would breathe something like, I don't even remember what it was, it was like a couple hundred times like a minute or a few minutes span, and then they had them start practicing nose breathing techniques, and they would literally wind up doing like maybe like 14 breaths in that entire span that they would do 200 and something breaths, and there was really no difference in their performance. But, you know, on a um, health-wise level, you know, they basically didn't lose out on any benefits. They just gained benefits by doing that. It didn't affect their it didn't affect their their physical performance, but they basically made a turn in where if they would have kept breathing that way, it would have been worse for their health. But let me use a better example because I guess there was this this famous woman runner, and she was like always coming in first, always kicking people's asses in these marathons, and her big thing was nose breathing. She only ever breathed through her nose. So then they talk about this in pictures where you see other people next to like these these athletes that learn to breathe with their nose. And her, for an example, was just pictures of, you know, people next to her like dying with their mouths wide open while they're running. And she's just there like mouth completely shut, serious face, just killing the game. So big benefits in breathing through your nose. Um, I forget how I was correlating that to the flow state. Oh, with um, how, so, so just think about it like that. Um, you pr- pr- I haven't put together the right words or done all the research to describe it in an efficient way, but 
I'm almost convinced now that holding your breath is a way that you can learn how to focus and, and hone your, your flow state. Well, yeah, it's a big part of meditation, too. The one thing that you made me think about is, like, as far as swimming goes, if someone could pull off nose breathing, like, because almost every stroke, I can't, maybe backstroke's the only one that you could efficiently do, because when you're doing freestyle or breaststroke, like, you have to, you have to exhale out of your nose while you're underwater the whole time, like blow bubbles while you're under, and then you inhale through your mouth, like, especially because you need a big thing of air. Uh, so, like, But here's the thing. Why do you have to do that? Because water will get in your nose. You'll just start inhaling water. But what's the point? To make sure that you have enough air to continue swimming back and forth to do your laps? What do you, like, what's the... What's the scenario that we're in that we're doing the breath sh- the breath stroke? So it would be like let's say it's freestyle, uh, and you would push off. Then you would probably go like four or five strokes, and then you would go take a breath, keep going. Maybe like usually you have like a set number that you do in your head, like how because some people do it every two. You know, if you're tired, some people are going like exactly. Go, breath, so go, what I'm breath. saying is, what I'm getting to is if you train yourself to breathe. With these advanced techniques, that's not hard. I mean, it's breathing. It's free. It's easy to do this yeah, shit. Yeah, I, we, I, we talked about it, that apparently it is not difficult to learn how to hold your breath for more than four minutes. So exactly. So if you could learn how to hold your breath for up to eight minutes and you've practiced these breathing techniques, I'm confident you can breast, you could breaststroke. That's what we're saying, breaststroke, right? I was saying freestyle, but either way. Well, because... Breaststroke, you can take a breath every time. I'm convinced that you can do whatever kind of strokes you want for eight minutes straight by holding your breath if you practice it. You know what I mean? I understand. Like, I'm actually very curious to look at, like, like Michael the whole point of and see how often he breathes. Apparently, he's got a big lung capacity. But the whole, the whole you know, um, objective of that breathwork podcast, and it's very, it's, it just came out, like, a week ago. I, uh, I would love to give you the name... Um, I shared it on my Instagram today, but the whole point of it was that, you know, for centuries now, when they talk about, you know, ancient civilizations, not super far back, like, you know, maybe a thousand years ago, 500 years ago, and there's still people that swear by this today, but it's like a lost knowledge of how to correctly breathe. And they talk about it, how certain breathing techniques, um, like holotropic breathing, for instance, techniques like that. And people have known this for a long time. They can raise your body temperature. So like, you know, and there's also um, something about your capacity for CO2. Because CO2 is also really important for your body, even though people think it's not. Oxygen and CO2 are both very important. And they were making some sort of a correlation with somebody who, um, not not like a specific example, but a broad example of somebody who could actually train themselves to to hone these breathing techniques could easily do something like summit mouth Everest, mount everest without needing you know um an an extra oxygen source or an external oxygen you. source or something like that hmm. it's fascinating stuff but again i feel like it all it all draws back to that flow state and how you know if you can hone these breathing techniques you can and there's guys that swear about this stuff they swear that these breathing techniques throw you into different states of mind i mean it would it would make sense honestly 
But what do you think of when you hear flow, Max? I mean, the way that I was originally looking at it is like going with the flow, like in a way, you know, being a follower, not a leader, uh, kind of just if, if something's working, you just keep cruising. Because that's the thing. It's like you don't, I don't know, if you say go with the flow, that really means you're not going out of your way whatsoever to do other things. I mean, that's kind of how I live my life for the most part anymore I've decided to, to do a lot more planning and focusing but for a long time I've always just gone with the flow of things you know seeing where the, see, go where the wind blows you you know yeah I think that 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 more readily describes it because that's kind of how it was like especially with like that trip that we took on the Appalachian Trail we just both were in a moment where we both stopped working around the same week we both had a decent amount of money and we were like hey are we gonna do this yeah sure let's do that well I, I feel like that is that is perfectly like hand in hand with what we're saying here is how like you know the the definitive flow state is more or less living in the now and fully in the now and that's that that's what go, going with the flow or going with where the wind takes you is so like that's that, true. that journey enjoying every moment as it comes exactly so that journey for example like you said we were just out there and we kind of just were doing whatever we wanted to spur the moment even though most of it was hiking out in the woods, it, like, was, it was all fully immersed in the moment, what we were doing. Because yeah. when we were in the woods, we had to focus on, you know, making sure that... And if we knew these breathing techniques back then, maybe we would have been way better off yeah, on that, that roller coaster. coaster. It would have been uh, very different. <laughs> but it's funny because we both thought right back. I'm like thinking about us hiking up these hills with these giant backpacks and we had to stop like every 30 minutes to breathe. Yeah, and, and you know what? It's interesting because, yes, it was very difficult, that part. That first day, specifically, was one of apparently the most difficult areas on the Appalachian Trail. But the next few days, we just got better and better and better, taking less and less and less breaks. And I'm very curious if, like, that was, I don't know, if we went through the roller coaster at the end, how much of a difference would have that been? Yeah. Because that was our point. first day, and it was very difficult. And that's true. You weren't, like, no exaggeration, break every five minutes. And we probably, some breaks, we would spend five minutes. Some breaks would be like, you know, 30 seconds, 40 seconds, sometimes 10 minutes or 15. Like, But you're right, because eventually we got to the point where, you know, we were not taking breaks. Yeah, we might like stop though, for a quick second. Like like whoever's ahead will stop for a sec to like get, till you catch up again. Like it was not very often. We'd stop like, you know, maybe like I'd want a cigarette or like you would pull out some uh, some like a uh, like trail mix or something. It's like quick little breaks but not because we're out of breath really it's just like okay let's take a second yeah, yeah that's what practice does though yeah you got me thinking now but yeah no towards the end we like we we really even though we weren't hiking the same type of terrain we were still hiking in fairly far and we weren't taking any breaks like i remember a couple of them were a solid, you know, like three miles in, three or four miles in. Like, even though we decided to just stop doing sections and we were just doing overnights and hiking back out, we were hiking in a good, sometimes three to five miles, I would say. I'd be, I'd, I wouldn't be surprised if some were even more. But I truly believe that we were in a flow state. I was about to say, because that would be fair as well, because like while you're walking, think about it, it. it is painful, but sometimes you are in such a mental state that it's just, 
you're just pushing through it and it's not painful. You're just pushing through like well, I'm that's sure the that whole... you can feel that way when you you go jogging. Yeah, I was just going to say that's the whole point that a lot of guys make about, you know, exercising and and when it hurts, you know, and how like you know, that like it's it's exercising is a great way of of practicing being in the now and practicing of and practicing how to deal with suffering. Because there's no doubt that you are suffering when you're 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 running up a hill and you feel the burn of running up the hill in your lungs and in your legs, or if you're you know you're trying to lift some weight and like your muscles are just to the point of exhaustion and you're still pushing and you feel that 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 pain, you know, um, whatever whatever it is, you know, training in general, intense training, you know, you're suffering, you're no doubt suffering, and everyone takes that differently, but. Um, the point is when you're, when you're, when you put yourself into that state of suffering, whether you put yourself there or not, when you're in a state of suffering, that's all you could think about. You know, you're not thinking about anything else going on except fuck, I need to fucking get up this fucking hill or, you know, I need to get this fucking, get these reps out, you know, whatever it is. But, you know, you're not focused on anything else going on except for what is happening right now. And that's what I feel like we were basically doing when we were out there on the trail. But what I wanted to say was think about it. We were out there on that adventure for about two and a half weeks. And time was not as relevant for us as it normally was. Because it felt like we were out there for a very... What I'm basically saying is it felt like we were out there for much longer than we were because we were in a flow state. We had no reference of time, even though we knew what time it was. The The sun was going up and down. The only thing that mattered to us was that we would be at a camp when it got dark and that we would get up pretty soon after the sun got up. We would leave. That's the only time that time mattered. Exactly, and like the 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 actual like number of time it was on a clock or something like that wasn't as relevant or as important so like we weren't thinking about what day of the week it was or what day of the month it was or what like what actual time on a clock it was you know we were just we're like okay it is either morning afternoon or evening that's like exactly and in each one of those um frames of reference we had some sort of a goal to focus on we didn't just have time to sit around and think about bs because if it was morning Morning, well we were exactly and then fucking walk and then that's that's your afternoon is just walking and make sure you keep walking because then it's gonna be nighttime it's like the morning like once you start hiking after you leave the camp it's kind of like all right and you you definitely got to put yourself in that state where you're like okay we're gonna be hiking for the next like six seven hours so it's the beginning is like this weird mental spot and then the evening is usually where we'd start, like, putting on music and singing and, like, like just, like, laughing our asses off and having a good time. And then, yeah, then night would come. <laughs> Hopefully we'd get to a place in time. Well, that's the thing. By nighttime, you really wanted to make sure that you were somewhere safe before night hit. That was, that's the goal. Like, yeah. we know when nighttime comes... You basically want to already be at your next campsite, unpacked, and when the sun goes down, that's when it's time to cook dinner and get ready to go to sleep. And it's like, there's there's just an absolute constant of being in the now when you're out there doing something like that. 
which is why so many people preach about it because it, it puts a lot into perspective for you. A hundred percent. Like I, I, people who don't like hiking should do it anyway. Like just like uh, you I should know do anything you don't like anyway. Because I feel like everybody and I, nobody listening could possibly disagree. There's no way anyone here does not do one of these two things. Either spend a lot of your time looking at your phone at things that don't matter, just scrolling. Just scrolling because that's what you do. You just scroll. You're not really even enjoying yourself. You're just You're like, unconscious. Yeah. Uh, either watching YouTube or watching a TV show or playing a game. Just like there's these things which you do to comfort yourself. And you're not thinking about like things that you would think about if you were just walking for seven hours straight. It's very different. And then imagine doing that for a week, two weeks. It it's it sounds like it'd be torture in a way. It sounds like you would be going insane. But it's honestly the complete opposite. You're getting like more sane than ever. You're getting a lot of clarity. And then when you get back, you stop wanting to look at things that don't matter, like just scrolling through Facebook. Like that was my I'm not going to lie. After the trip, I think that's when I stopped using Facebook. And I like I don't go on there ever to just look at what someone ate today or any updates. I go on maybe like once or twice a month to be like, ah, that person's married now. It's like the path of enlightenment is a road that is filled with suffering. That is an original Luciano quote. And on that note, I think we can wrap this up. Yeah. Talked about state flow. We talked about air flow, you know, with the breathing. Yeah. And then, of course, our girl, flow from progressive. <laughs> well, that's Max and Lou, guys. I'm Max. And I'm Lou. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time. So email us at maxandloushow at gmail.com if you got anything to say. Otherwise, your boys will be back. Peace. Later.